I actually, looking back, get so happy looking at that difficult time because it has caused me to, one, slow down, really think about what's important, really look at what I want and what makes me happy. Because I think sometimes we start a business and we start to look at other people and what they're doing and we compare ourselves and we think, oh, I should have that or I should do my business that way. And then we end up not happy with it and not loving it. So it's caused me to re-examine what I want and what I love doing. And since then, I have only worked with clients that I love. Prior to that, it's interesting. The clients I work with at times kind of mirrored the difficulties in my personal life. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Krimitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. I could easily tell the quote unquote success story of Sarah Lingenfelter, how she started her business by becoming a virtual assistant, quit her job, and then filled up her client docket so that she made more money with VA clients in that first year than she had in her job. How she then upped her game and became, and charged appropriately for, becoming an online business manager and eventually built an arm of her business that helped her clients partner with other VAs all under her company, Virtual Biz Partner. And we do tell that story in today's conversation. But thankfully, Sarah is super honest and was willing to share about when life happened during her business story. And she found out that her husband was an addict, which kickstarted a tumultuous season filled with working too many hours, the instability of bills stacking up, and of horrible isolation. This season eventually led to a divorce for Sarah, and during this interview, she's speaking candidly not only about how she built her business, but how she managed it tenderly during this painful season. If you have ever had a traumatic moment in your life that impacted the growth of your business or how you showed up to your business every day, then this episode was made for you. Sarah, what's going on, girl? Oh, just trying to get through my work day. <laughs> Sarah and I are both here via Zoom right now, just like disheveled, like at the end of our days going, oh, okay, let's breathe. Take a moment to chat. <laughs> you just came off of traveling too, didn't you? Yes, I was out of family. It was kind of unexpected. So always the Mondays are lots of busy things starting the week. And then I've got like laundry and the dog's going crazy because I got brought him home and all these extra things that... The life, yes. the life part of business that doesn't always get talked about in the business plan. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If you were in my house today, you would see me going from between in my office on the computer, folding laundry, back in the office, doing dishes, back in the office. Oh girl, now dishes is one thing that I have simply just refused to do from now on. I actually, I'm working my way into convincing 
and I'm using air quotes as I say that, but that's really what I mean, convincing and training my husband to be the dish doer. Because if there's one chore that I could go the rest of my life without ever doing again, it's doing dishes. And I'm like, dude, I'll do... I literally will do everything else in this house. Just You just do the dishes. Yeah. So my day was back and forth to the computer, eating, putting my dirty dish over there, watching it pile up onto the counter. Just like, I'm just, I'm just going to pretend this isn't here. (laughs) Nope. Anyway, thank you for being here amidst the movement of everything on a Monday. I'm really excited to have you here and to talk a little bit about your journey because I think it's a really interesting one. And my hope and my intention for this conversation is that every single amazing woman listening finds a little bit of herself in this journey. And because of that, because look, we've all had the ups and downs journeys. And because of that really feels like, okay, just keep going, just keep going, right? Just keep on moving. So you have a company called Virtual Biz Partner. And I just, I really kind of want to start right in the middle, which is like, why in the world do you have that company? Like, where in the world did you come up with this idea that you were going to help people with? virtual assistants. And I know that's only one part of your business, but we'll, we'll start there. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It took me a while to come up with the name because everybody says like, you know, you have to have a business name, you have to have a business name. And I just kind of went under my name and tried to figure it out. I was working online, but I decided on virtual biz partner and structuring my business with the services that I do because I truly partner with my clients in whatever way I'm working with them. Like I'm their partner. I care about their success so much. And that's really what my business stands for, regardless of which service they are using is that I want to be their partner. I'm there to support them, cheer them on, see them succeed. And I get it. I get how rough it can be. And to know you have somebody in your corner supporting you really makes a big difference. And you started as a virtual assistant. Is that right? I did. Mm -hmm. What's that story? How did you get started being somebody's virtual (laughs) assistant? And how did that kick off? Like, oh, this is one of the services I'm going to offer. Like, what's how did you start? Well, funny enough, Facebook is to think for it. (laughs) I mean, we all learn so much on Facebook, right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) You can learn anything. And it it was 2011. And I was really bored. I'm a person that has to be challenged. I have to be learning something, growing. And if I'm not, I get very restless. And so I was at a job that I was bored with. I was really nervous the company was going to go under. And I was married and had three kids. And I was like, man, the company I was working for wasn't doing well. Like, I've got a family to support. I've got to figure out something. But the catch is, at the time, I was doing my job from home. And so when you're working... You were getting all those benefits of working from home. Gotcha. A lot of the flexibility, all of that stuff. Yep. Exactly. And so when I started thinking about like, oh, do I use my college degree? Which was in criminal justice and psychology. So nothing to do. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) But I started looking at my options. How can I make some money and support my family? And like, I've got all this flexibility and freedom now. So... I started thinking, well, if I'm working from home, I know I'm an employee, but there's got to be like some sort of work. There's got to be something out there. And I was just on Facebook and I saw a lady in a group or forum. I don't know, because there wasn't the groups back then in 2011 like there is now. Some random person I didn't know, I saw that she said she works as a virtual assistant. And I was like, huh. And I thought, well, that sounds like like an assistant that maybe works from anywhere. (laughs) And I just asked the individual, hey, I'm curious about what you do. Could I ask you a few questions? We had some email exchanges. And after she answered my questions, I just thought, wow, this is something I could really do. And so I started looking into it. And within a couple months, I had two clients. But it wasn't at that time to replace my job. 
or be my main source of income. It was just to sort of like tip your toes in that, see if it would work kind of a thing. I didn't even understand the possibilities at the time. So I just thought, well, this will make me some extra money. I can still figure out what I want to do long-term. I, it's, I'm not restless anymore because I'm learning this online world that I knew nothing about. I actually told my boss at the time, I wanted to be very honest, like I was doing this side work because of my situation of working from home. I didn't want to take advantage. Did you tell your boss to you like, I don't trust that you guys are going to be open in a year. <laughs> well, you know what? He had not given me a raise in five years. So he, his exact words were, well, that'll make up for what I've not been able to do over the years. So, okay. It made him feel better, I think. And that's really all it was. I'm like, oh, it's some extra income. I'm still trying to figure out what to do long-term. But then as I was in that world and reading things and Googling information, I started like realizing like, wait a minute, there's all these online businesses. They all need, you know, most all of them need a virtual assistant. I'm like, I think I've really found something here. I learned I was, I was really good at the technology and kind of the strategy and my skills kept growing. And after about a a year of of just doing it on the side, that's when I'm like, you know what? I think this could be a real business. When I had raised rates and my rates were more than like what I made at my job, that's when I was like, okay, I think this is time for a change. Got it. So then you transitioned into like, I'm going full time. Did you quit your job before you had more clients or (laughs) what was that? What was that decision? That's a funny thing. So I had this whole plan because I mean, my husband did. (laughs) Right. My husband worked and had income, but I'm like, okay, so I'm going to work until I have X amount saved up. So I like had this all figured out. And then two things happened. One was a potential client came along that seemed like a really great opportunity and was going to, with the clients I already had, if I took her on, like it would be way more than what I was making at my job. So I'm like, oh, I don't have to save up all that money. (laughs) Like I'm going to... I could just make that transition now, right? Right. Right. And the other thing that happened was the company I was working for, something happened with the backups they were doing and they lost six months of data. And we relied very heavily on our inventory because of they were a heating and air conditioning company. And somehow it was my responsibility to go back and enter six months of data and try to get everything figured out. So I was very upset and stressed at work. And I was like, I am just going to have a breakdown if I have to go to this job any longer. And this was in January of 2013. And then the potential client came along my way. So I quit. I told him, I said, I put in, I put in three weeks, not just two. They were very angry, which I thought was strange, but they were angry at me. I had been there over 10 years and they did nothing to mark me leaving. Not Wow. So that showed me they didn't really care about the future. Like they just cared about themselves. So I'm like, okay, I'm on the right path. I was really excited. And then that potential client ended up being a little kind of (laughs) crazy. And through more conversations, red flags came up and we didn't have any sort of like contract or formal agreement. We were just still in the talks of like what the situation, basically she wanted me to work for free is what it came down to. And I'm like, no, and wanted me to work for free until she was generating income. Ah, you know what? That's so interesting <laughs> you say that. That is incredibly common. Yes. I can't tell you how many clients and how many members of my community have told me that. Like, and each one of these 
these women are like um, expertise or like they're... What's the word that I'm looking for? They do the work, right? They're the, they're the expert and they do the work. And so they're having these pre-conversations about what the expectations are. What do you need done? Right. And oh, can you just prove mm-hmm. something to me? And can you just try this? And they'll start giving ideas and all this sort of stuff and find themselves in this really weird gray area where they're actually kind of doing work. Mm-hmm. And then it's at that moment that the potential client ends up coming with like, so when we do this work, we'll then have the budget to be able to pay you. I can't believe how common that is. I know. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And for me, it was so like, I was coming from the traditional workforce. So to me, that was just insane that like I would work and not get, get money for it. And it was kind of the same thing you just described. Like I was giving her information. She wanted me to build out her team and hire people and help with strategy and get all these processes set up. And then when I said, okay, well, we need to come to an agreement on the money and what that's going to look like and get the agreement in place. That's when, yeah. I mean, the gall. I, I don't know. I just... Anyway, I totally have been through that. And that always like shocks me. Like, really? Where do you get off even like insinuating this? And then she was mad at me. Like, Of course. Like, <laughs> of course. Of course. How could you not support this, right? Right. Okay. So that fell through, which of course made the transition plan a little rockier, right? I know. And I was putting, and I had like just quit my job. So it's like, oh boy. What? Did you have that giant oh shit moment? Like, ah, oh, got to fill my docket, right? What did you do? I was so stressed and burnt out at the employee job I was at that I wasn't scared or upset. I was just more determined than ever to be like, this is going to work. Like, there's no option. It's going to work. And I'm going to make it work and I'll figure it out. I did have some clients. And one thing I had done before quitting my job is I feel like this is a piece a lot of people skip and actually helped to train my VAs on it. But I had did a spreadsheet of like, okay, what income do I need? What do I need to pay the bills along with my husband's income? Not what do I want? Not like this big dream they sell you sometimes of having your own. Like, what do I actually need? And it wasn't an insane number. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm going to find me a couple clients. Back into it, right? How many hours for that kind of work? How many hours do I need to have? Or how many clients does that equate to? I'm so glad you're saying this. At the Biz Women Rock Retreat in 2017, and actually I think that that was the first year that I instituted this, I have a spreadsheet that literally is called like, what do I need? And then what do I deserve? Which is more for the, let me think about the next level, right? But like to open my mind to what's possible. But like, let's start first with what you need. And I'm appalled and not in a bad, not in a judgmental way, but like, you're right. Like if we start from there, every time I do budgeting with people, I'll I'll sit down and we start just from that. Literally, what are your bills? Because it never is as much as we think it is. Never. There's ways to cut your bills. Because I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. And when we think of starting a business, we want to be successful from the beginning, but I think we define that success on what others further along have. And so we kind of get started with this wrong idea or misconception of what it's supposed to be like. And so if you can just figure out what you need, take some of that pressure off of yourself. And then, then, yeah, once I got clients and I'm like, okay, the bills are covered. It's fine. Then it's like that next step. Like, okay, what am I working towards here? What am I growing it towards and go from there? And you know, I am a big believer in networking. And so during that time, I just reached out to my contacts and my clients said, Hey, I'm looking on taking on more clients. Do you know anybody? You never know until you ask. And so many people just don't ask. <laughs> don't so put true. it out there. And when you put it out there, and so I it was I don't have like written down if I was to go back and try to save it. I mean, right away I was I had the clients I needed. Okay, so 
then you dove into got to get clients for my business, got clients for your business, started doing this work. You were full on in that first year, you brought in like $47,000 worth of revenue, which is equitable to what you were making in your job, right? Yeah, exactly. And that to me was like confirmation that I knew what I was doing and that like this was going to work. And the ideas, I mean, I made mistakes along the way. But in my, because in the back of my head, my thinking was, you know, I've got a family to take care of and support. And during that time, like when I got started, my son was about two when I quit my job. And so I did not want to put him in full-time daycare. Like he'd been home. And so he'd been able to stay home. Well, he eventually went somewhere like two days a week, but the lady was like a grandma. He loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still had that flexibility. I mean, you know, it was way different than being employed. When I looked back at my records and saw that 47,000, I'm like... I know there's a lot of people making a lot more than that, but it's like, I did this with what I know in my own business. It was more than I was getting paid as an employee. Now let's see what I can do. But let's see what happens in the future. (laughs) Okay. So that lands us at this point. What's the turning point at which you were like, okay, I'm moving from being the virtual assistant to now building out something more from this? Yeah. So part of it was for me, a very natural progression. Like when I was working with my clients, I was learning skills so fast and the technology. I would end up doing more strategy and finding solutions for them without them having to ask. And I started realizing like, wait a minute, I'm doing more than they're asking. They're loving it. But this is way more than what I agreed to. And I wasn't upset. It wasn't a thing where I was... But I was like, that's when my wheels started turning. And I'm like, what's going on here? And it was, I was kind of managing and I was giving them direction for their business. And I had learned of Tina Forsyth that has a course for online business managers. And I decided to take that course because I felt like, okay, I'm naturally kind of doing some of this, but there's probably a lot of things I need to learn. And taking her course was a huge help to get some of the pieces, especially with like the project management and learning how to communicate with a team because it's much different with a team than just one person. So I really learned some skills from that course to complement kind of what I was naturally good at. And then when I finished that course, that's when I'm like, okay, now I'm doing business management. My existing clients are either going to have me be their business manager since I'm kind of already acting as that. Of course, that would mean more money and need a conversation around that. Or I will find new clients. And I ended up finding mostly new clients. Some of them didn't need a business manager. And they knew that. And it was all peaceful partings with the ones that I... There was one I did stay with that really needed a business manager. And, but most of them, I, you know, I got new clients. That's when Virtual Biz Partner actually really was established. Because prior to that, it was just me trying to figure things out. <laughs> So you have this core part of your business now that is you being the online business manager, like really being this person who is so much more than a virtual assistant, really takes on this level of responsibility for their company, right? And strategy and and management and seeing things through, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So you have a portion of your company that does that. Mm -hmm. How did you end up with another arm of your company where you actually provide virtual assistants or that matchmaker, if you if you will, for helping people get virtual assistants? Because that feels like a whole separate need right. related, but it feels like a whole separate need. So what's that story? How did you go from being that business manager to having another arm of your business that really provided virtual assistants? Yeah. And it is. It's interesting because it's like 
kind of two totally different things, but yet kind of related. <laughs> and people, I, I do get asked that a lot. I'm like, well, how did it happen that you have these two totally separate arms to your company? And so what happened was working as a business manager, I found out that I was really good at hiring, hiring and training team members. And so I was like doing this over and over, usually hiring a virtual assistant. Either their virtual assistant that they had just didn't have the skill set they needed, wasn't able to communicate a variety of things, or they didn't have one. And I'm like, okay, well, you need one because in order for me to do what I need to do, I've got to have someone to delegate some of the administrative and daily type tasks to. So I started realizing like there's this huge need for virtual assistants and not just any virtual assistant, but virtual assistants that are educated with certain things. For example, some light project management and launch management because I was finding that a lot of them... So that was happening where I'm thinking, okay, there's a huge need. Then I was also looking at when I got started as a virtual assistant, I was really frustrated with the training I found. Most of it was really really niched, like, okay, you need to be a social media virtual assistant. Like it was so targeted. And when I was getting started, I'm like, how do I know what I want to do? Like I'm new to work. I can't, I just like do a lot of different things. Right. Like try it all out. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or do like administrative stuff. And so I wasn't able to find a training that was kind of like that. And then I also wasn't able to find a training that really talked about building a solid business foundation, but building that foundation in a way that works with real life and family life and working from home. Because working from home is very different than going into an office. And so through those things, from knowing, identifying there was this huge need and then identifying kind of the holes when I was getting started, I'm like, I'm creating a training course. And so then that's what I did. I created a course based on what I knew was needed, what I knew was missing, what I had learned and meshed that all together. And then it has been a great solution for now when I'm hiring to match up with VAs. Or if it's not me working with the client, a lot of people come to me because they know me. I'm able to say, hey, go to my directory here, list their skills, their availability, all the different information. So it really, really worked out nicely. And you've marketed that particular component to moms specifically as a great way for stay-at-home moms to start earning income, start building their own businesses. Exactly. And I think a lot of moms don't know about it. They don't realize it's a good option being a virtual assistant. And the thing is, it can be a jumping board for so many different things. Yeah. And Um, a great like paid way to learn stuff, right? Yes. Like show up with the credentials you need to show up with. But at the same time, like you're in the action of everything, really learning. And how great is that? Like you're getting paid to learn all of these things and become really great at it. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of moms, you know, they might end up having kids and staying home for a while, but then they worked prior to that. And now they're starting to feel like all I do is stay home with the kids. I wish I had something of my own. And this is a great way for them to like have some confidence have something outside of the home, something that's theirs, they can contribute financially, but they still have that flexibility for their family. That's so huge. Yeah. And so, you know, if they eventually go back into the workforce and they don't want to do the online thing forever, that's fine. They've still been working, but if they decide it's something they really want to grow and want to keep doing, then as their kids get older, there's so many possibilities. So, I mean, this sounds like a really pretty story. It sounds like, okay, <laughs> step by step, I looked at what was needed. Like, it's, it sounds really beautiful. And it is. Like, it, I do want to honor, like, how yeah, it has been an evolution, right? And it has been like, hey, 
I now have this feeling of like, hey, something else is needed. Or I now can see like, hey, there's this hole in the marketplace and I can fill it, right? And it sounds really beautiful. And it is. But I suspect that it hasn't always been beautiful. No, no, it has not been. (laughs) So tell us about the not so pretty, not so straight line. Yeah, it is. And I, I love what I do so much. And I love how beautifully everything kind of goes together. And I often talk about my story to help others realize it's not always going to go how you think it should go, but it can work out. So I talked about quitting my job and doing my business full time. Well, around that time, my husband and I had bought a new house, a bigger house. We were in a very small, like 900 square foot home and it had three kids. So we bought this bigger house. It's actually where I, where I currently live. I couldn't get our other one sold. Not too big of a deal. We ended up renting it out. But during that time, my husband had filed for custody of his two daughters. There was a lot, a lot going on with the mom that was really bad. And so we were in a court case. And about two months after filing, I find out that my then husband had uh, addiction problems. Mm. And when you file for custody, the mom was on drugs and you have to do drug tests. Both parties do, everybody in the court. So here I find out he's an addict. He has to do a drug test. I had just quit my job. And then he got fired from his job. Oh, talk about all the things feeling really unstable all of a sudden, right? This all happened in about like a three month period. And so we didn't get our house rented out right away, the other house. So I started taking on more clients. We eventually did rent it. But for about a year, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week because we got behind, a little bit behind in bills. Nothing like bankruptcy bad, but... The kids had no idea what was going on with their dad. I gained about 30 pounds in that year. It got to where I had no life. I thought I was doing what I had to do. Like I felt like I was kind of like the glue that held the family together. And I had to keep the business making enough money to compensate for him losing his job and all of this. And it seemed to get better during that. It was really after about six months, even though for about a year time is when I was working a lot. After about six months, it seemed to get better. And he eventually, the court case went on for a couple of years. He got custody of his daughters, which was, was very needed. There were some pretty rough things that happened with them. And then fast forward into, let's see, I guess it was two years later, two to three years later, I found out the drugs had not stopped. Mm. It was really bad this time. And he was starting to take on massive debts. I was finding out he couldn't keep a job. And I didn't know what to do. And it was really hard running my business during that time because I'm the type of person that I really don't drama. Like I'm so drama free and I don't really talk about some people really put it all out there (laughs) and I, and I don't, and I was trying to fix things in, in my marriage. And I thought I can't let people know what's going on. Because if I do, especially family and friends, they're going to judge him and it's going to be difficult to move forward if we can work things out. And so I just, nobody knew what was going on. Oh my God, girl, the amount of pressure that that must have put on you to sort of like hold all of that by yourself. It was. Did you go completely nuts? I just kept gaining weight. (laughs) Oh, that's why I I totally understand that. It's kind of like I was holding it all in and it's like it was growing and I was gaining weight. I just had no life. I got to where I didn't really hang out with my friends. I'm a very honest person, but I'm like, if you ask me what's going on, I don't want to lie. So I just, I didn't talk to people. 
So yeah, it was really difficult. And running the business, it had gotten to a point at one point where I had really grown it. And I thought I might have my first six-figure year. And then it just kind of came crashing down because I just couldn't handle growing a business and dealing with stuff in my personal life. So in the business, I kind of just did what I had to do to keep it going, which can be totally fine. You don't have to always grow something bigger. So I did what I could do to keep it going And then it was actually at a business retreat I was at in Mexico where somebody was on stage talking and they were talking about a sibling that had addiction problems. And I just, (laughs) I don't cry very easily. And I was in a room of like 40 women and I was bawling like a baby. The room went quiet and everybody was like, what's going on? Like what happened? And in that moment, what I realized is that I was taking responsibility for things that were not my responsibility. Oh, wow. And I was just done. And that was in, it was either August or September. And it was, like I said, I think it was in 2015. And I came home deciding that I was going to divorce him. His problems were very deep. The specifics aren't important, but it was very bad. And I knew that he would never change as long as I was married to him. And I had some financial things to get in order because I had my business to, because the thing was getting divorced. I'm like, okay, I've got to make sure I protect my business because that's what's going to keep paying the bills. So I took the next three months to get some financial things in order and just make sure I was, I was prepared and then told him at the end of the year that I'd be filing for divorce. And so that is what I did. It's so interesting to me. And you said this earlier that there are... I I always call them seasons. I really love that word. But like, there's just seasons when the 100% attention isn't on growing the business. And I do a very bad disservice if I constantly am putting out there, grow your business, grow your business, grow your business. (laughs) Because what that ultimately does is during these seasons and life happening, I mean, it's not like you planned for this, you know, just we never do. Just like I spoke about a couple episodes ago about how I found out I was pregnant and literally like that totally crumbled like, ah, shit, my whole plan for the year just <laughs> gone, right? And like totally, yeah. totally like refigured that out. And so I feel like there are these seasons when life happens and it's okay to do the bare minimum to keep the business going. It's okay. And there's so... I, I'm interested to know if you had a lot of guilt about that or if you just had like, probably just like more in survival mode. Like, let me just kind of take care of life for a while while the business just kind of goes and does what it needs to do, right? Yeah, I didn't have a lot of guilt at that time. I had prior to that, like before that. And I had felt like, oh, I should have been growing it. I should have made $100,000 by now. And I should have, like I had all these ideas. And then when I accepted the whole, I'm being responsible for things, I'm like, no, I've got to make this decision and the business will just maintain. And that is totally fine because that is what I need. Because I realized I had been living my life in this chaos and making all these decisions because of a a really another person. And I'm like, that is not happening anymore. I again figured what money I would need to pay the bills (laughs) and ask some family for help. Learning to ask for help was one of the hardest things during that time. Because when he left, I had all three kids with me, even the two that weren't mine. And they were at that time, they were, let's see. Five, nine, and 13. It may have been 10. They're all four years apart. So I was trying to think. Got it. Got it. May have been eight, 
12 and 16. You there. basically got one in each like <laughs> yes. phase of, of childhood, right? Yeah. So having three kids and I had the town I live in, I had moved to and I got married to so no family right here. So I felt very isolated. A lot of people questioned me, thought I was making things up or exaggerating because the stuff that happened, he was so good at hiding it. Even now, sometimes when I talk to family, they're just like, I really don't care anymore if people believe me or not. But it was just... But they find it unbelievable. Like, are you sure? Are you sure you were right on that one? Yeah. It was a mess kind of going through the divorce. And I just, I needed space. I needed rest. And so I kept the business going with what I needed and gave my attention to the kids. And I'm like, just take one day at a time. I love that. And then I feel like that's what's needed during those seasons. And that's all you can do. The most frustrating part, I think, about running a business in general, we could probably say this about just about every aspect of life, but running a business in general is that we don't know the future. We can vision and we can like manifest like crazy. But like at the end of the day, like you don't know the future. So like when you're in a moment, you have no idea what the significance of that moment or the meaning of that moment is until X amount of days, weeks, months, years, sometimes down the road. And so it's only in hindsight where we can see like, oh, oh, okay. This time when I was just sort of like doing the business, but I was really taking care of my family. Wow. Like what a big deal that made or what an impact that made for my kids and for me and my own well-being. Like if I wouldn't have done that... I would have gone nuts. But it's frustrating in the moment because you just don't know. And you're like, ah, trying to figure out all these pieces or responsibilities that are sort of pulling at you and just trying to do your best to figure out what is the best thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had really not been living life either. So even though I had started a business and I loved it, I had kind of lost myself in the process. And... You became a slave to a job, just happened to be a job that you owned, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of lost sight of why I started it and what I really wanted. So how long did the season last for you? Like the season of the divorce and like kind of all of this life chaos. At what point did it feel like, okay, things were settling down and you felt like, okay, now I can, now I can breathe. Now I've got some breath. Now I can sort of push a little into a direction or give my business a little bit more energy. Yeah, it lasted about a year. From the point of like me telling him like I'm filing and then going through the divorce and then just the stuff afterwards. So it was about a year. So it's been now about a year and a half that I've been out of that very difficult season. (laughs) And it's almost been, even though my business was still going, it's almost as if a year and a half ago, I started my business again is really what it's been like. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. But it has been... I actually, looking back, get so happy looking at that difficult time because it has caused me to, one, slow down, really think about what's important, really look at what I want and what makes me happy. Because I think sometimes we start a business and we start to look at other people and what they're doing and we compare ourselves and we think, oh, I should have that or I should do my business that way. And then we end up not happy with it and not loving it. So it's caused me to re-examine what I want and what I love doing. And since then, I have only worked with clients that I love. Prior to that, it's interesting. The clients I work with at times kind of mirrored the difficulties in my personal life. Interesting, right? Yeah. So interesting. So what do you think are the biggest lessons or maybe just the biggest lesson that you took from that time 
to now? Like big lesson that you learned from that season and how does it like live in your life now and and how you run your business? I'd say the biggest lesson is trying to force something will never, ever work. And what I've learned to do is if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm frustrated, it's probably because I'm trying to force something and I just need to stop and slow down and think about, okay, what is it I'm wanting to feel? What is it I'm trying to do? And what do I need to change to do that? Because I was forcing so much in my life, whether it was the personal stuff or the business stuff, I was trying to force it, whether it was going without sleep or taking on these extra clients or it was so hard and it does not have to be hard if you stop trying to make it work. <laughs> What's it? So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So things are smoother, relatively yeah. speaking, in the business yeah. now. And continuing to grow, continuing to build upon all of this stuff. What, what's been your favorite part about this past year and a half? Oh, the favorite part. When I think about the favorite part, it's not that there's a thing, because I guess I feel like, you know, a lot of people will have like a thing they identify. It's just that I'm excited again. I'm excited about my business. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about the possibilities because I had lost that for so long. So yeah, so it's not like a one certain thing. It's just that um, I get up and I'm excited and I wasn't for so very long. Sarah, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I just think it's such a beautiful one and a very honest one. And I feel like every single woman (laughs) knows what it's like. And I don't care why, but we as women tend to care for the world and show up with love by caring for others. And so, so many times those responsibilities and all those things on our shoulders like just can weigh us down when we're trying to do a little bit of everything. And because we have all those things on our shoulders, anytime that something is just a little off or i.e. life happens, whether it's big like in your case or just a little minor tweak that is just like, set you off your plan. I just love this story because it's so pertinent to what we all experience. I just really want to hit home with that idea that it's okay to slow things down and to not be running and gunning at a thousand miles a minute all the time. It really is okay. And there's a purpose for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll, it'll turn out amazing and can be better than you imagined it would be. I think the other thing that I feel is really important that I would want women to take away from this too, is that because you you said, you know, we so often put everybody else first is to start putting yourself first. Sometimes if you're not filled up, not going to be able to take care of those around you. People are not going to be mad if you take the afternoon off or if you go get a massage or do those things that make you happy and make you feel good. So true. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Honestly, I never take it for granted that you spent the time here with me today. It means so much to me. I also want to make sure to let you know that I have just had one more spot open up for a private coaching client. So if you're listening to this and you're in the moment of realizing that you cannot do this journey by yourself and you do need help and support and you need that support from people who you trust and who you know will help you get customized results, then all you have to do is see if we are a match. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie and click on the button that will allow you to sign up for a free 15-minute match session with me. It's a phone call, and you and I are going to find out a little bit more about each other and make sure that the kind of support and strategy that I provide for my private clients is exactly what you need. 
My mission is to inspire and support women entrepreneurs who are on this business journey passionately, purposefully, so that you can show up as the best version of you every single day. And I do that by creating customized accountability, strategies, brainstorming, and support through a dedicated time just for you. So let's start seeing the results that you really deserve in your business. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash work with Katie, and let's see if that spot is meant for you. 